You're listening to Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Spotlight. Come here, let me look at you. Spotlight. I want to keep doing Welcome back to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host today, Ludo Cesario, who's an assistant professor of marketing at the College of Business at Lehigh University. And she's my former colleague here at the Wharton School, and she's standing in for our best friend, Americus Reed, who who the heck knows where he is. Um, but this is our Spotlight segment, and we're really excited to have with us uh, two guests this this part of the radio show. And our first guest is Jeff Klein, who's the chief marketing officer of Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen, which is a really fun brand. And it's really exciting to talk to you, Jeff. Thank you for very much for being here. Yeah, of course. My pleasure. So we were talking during the break about your being the chief marketing officer of Popeyes, and I was curious: how does one get to be the chief marketing officer? What was your what mm-hmm. was your travels to get you up to this point? Yeah, well, I have to regroup a little bit because the last thing you told me was uh, my job doesn't last very long in the industry <laughs> normally. So, um, yeah, just I to give a little good. context to that, I read a statistic somewhere that CMOs only last about an hour, a year and a half, more than an hour and a half, luckily, but about a year and a half. And when we look at the Bud Light disaster, it seemed to me the first thing they did was fire the marketing, the CMO. CMO. So I wonder what your take is on that and why you took on this job. <laughs> Well, it's not my first CMO role, so I, I come in eyes eyes wide open, and and so far I've been able to uh, buck that trend of 18 months in in, in his past <laughs> role. So I've got a little more confidence in that. But uh, you know, I actually started my career in sales um, and uh, in category management, and uh, I, I recall uh, being at a at a marketing conference uh, for the organization. It was Cadbury Chocolate. Uh, and, and watching the marketers on stage present the strategy, and, and I just felt like, man, I want to be further up front and, and be part of setting the agenda uh, versus versus executing. So I I made my way over um, to the to the other side, and um, I've been really lucky uh, to to have a, a, a really fun career. Um, it's been very purposeful in the brands that I've I've chosen to work on. Uh, some of the most fun and, and love brands in, in North America. I started my career in Canada, which if, if you haven't been able to tell yet, it, there'll be a word that will betray me eventually. <laughs> Process. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I worked at Cadbury Chocolate, uh, and then I, I went over to PepsiCo where I, where I was for uh, just about 16 years, mostly in the Frito-Lay division. Uh, I got to say, I think PepsiCo is one of the genius marketing people. Every time I use an example in class that's knocking it out of the box, it's PepsiCo. I think they're doing great stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, and it's a really great training ground for, for marketers. Uh, it's amazing uh, for me to look around the industry now and, and see how many of us, uh, you know, how many CMOs I know at other companies that I, I got the opportunity to work with and learn from. Um, you know, even our sister company, Burger King, we recently hired an old friend of mine from from PepsiCo, uh, mm-hmm. who's joined recently. But, um, you know, to me, um, I think PepsiCo has got an amazing training ground because they rotate you around. Um, so you're you're a very multidimensional marketer. You They'll rotate you uh, to areas that uh, make you a little less um, confident at times to stretch mm-hmm. you. Um, in some of those roles where I wasn't in pure brand roles, 
actually grew me the most as a, as a marketer overall. I, I feel like I'm a very pragmatic marketer, um, it, you know, with a focus on, on driving top line sales, uh, because I never fell in love with the 30 second ad as a way to drive volume. You know, I was, I ran the Kroger uh, account for a little while there, uh, and learned very quickly that, uh, an ad on TV is not as powerful as an end cap, uh, in every <laughs> store in America. Um, so you learn those lessons uh, along the way, but, you know, what led me to, after CPG, um, I, I spent a few years at Little Caesars uh, and, and fell in love with... with Boy, you've got every steak. kind of fun food there is. You're absolutely right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was great. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed my, uh, my three and a half years there. Uh, but at the end, it was, it was kind of time, on, time to move on um, for the next, the next challenge. And, and Popeye's is a, is a brand that elicits a reaction from people. Um, I think it's a brand that is uh, people are passionate about. You know, it's not every brand can, uh, you know, ignite the internet um, with a, <laughs> a single tweet. Um, mm-hmm. And we've been able to to do that over and over again. It's just a brand that uh, has the ability to to permeate pop culture. Uh, and more importantly for me at the time was I think it's a brand with tremendous potential. It still has uh, a relatively small footprint uh, in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, in terms of number of stores, it's one of the fastest growing brands in terms of we're adding over 200 stores uh, a year. Wow. Um, and, yeah, uh, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into it, but we've, I think Popeye's has a tremendous kind of untold story um, that just to me, uh, when we get it right, uh, and hopefully we, we are, um, can unlock uh, a lot of growth. So tell us about the landscape. Tell us who your competition is, what your history is. You know, do marketing 101 on your brand. Write the case for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the biggest mistake people uh, would think is that our, you know, we only compete with the, the KFCs and the, and the Chick-fil-A's uh, uh-huh. of the world. Um, in reality, um, you know, people are, are not making decisions that way. Um, very few people just decide that I, I want fried chicken and now let me look at the options. It's kind of what are, what are the most convenient places. And the reality is you have to drive by probably three McDonald's um, and a bunch of Starbucks and whatever to get to a Popeye's. So mm-hmm. um, it's got some, some work to do there, but um, you're always competing with the, the biggest guys uh, out there. But I think we have a really unique message, uh, which, you know, the same thing that excited me about going to Little Caesars, I, what I saw was, uh, three brands, the other three pizza guys, all kind of duking it out for the same customer. And Little Caesars had this amazing value strategy. And while everyone was pushing for for delivery, they were they were pushing for carryout at uh, the five dollar hot and ready. Um, mm-hmm. That um, you know they were Little Caesars is the fastest growing company that people don't know about um, <laughs> because it's, it's private. Um, but uh, they're they're doing great work over there, and I'm really proud of the the legacy that we left. But um, at, at Popeyes. You know, what first thing that, that hit me uh, was our food um, is, is outstanding. We, you know, we've got some work to do in, in guest experience and, and other things. But uh, for those people that do try our food, um, you know, it's a very positive reaction. Uh, and in blind taste tests, it's, it's not even close. And, and that's wow. what I think. You know, the, the foundation is very strong uh, to build on. And I think that's, you know, Super important. I, I never would have joined. The first thing I did before I even took an interview was went to a Popeyes and you know bought the menu. Basically, uh, if I didn't believe in it, uh, there was no way I was going to try to. Um, well, that reminds me of the Pepsi challenge. You know, where Pepsi came out, you know, years and years ago on taste against Coca Cola, and they set up challenges. Yeah. You know, that drove 
Uh, and a lot of people now who drink Pepsi uh, think about it as a better tasting cola. So that's kind of an interesting thing. But you're going to have to build big awareness if it's going to be, uh, like you're saying, to, for a snack food category, convenience category, the idea of driving out of your way, it better right. be for something that tastes pretty good. Yeah, you know, most people's decisions are made on proximity. That's the the, the hard fact. Um, probably mm-hmm. the grocery store you shop at is the one closest to you, um, and that's uh, a lot of ways. A lot of the way people make choices. Um, and so, you know, post chicken sandwich era. I mean, chicken sandwich did that for us uh, when we launched, and it, it predated mm-hmm. me. But um, I've never seen anything like it in the industry, and I was in the industry at at the time. Uh, Popeyes grew their penetration by a third um, when the chicken sandwich launched, which means an awful lot of people who never had us in their consideration set um, drove past those other restaurants to try it. Um, and, you know, while we certainly had a spike and, and we're not at the same sandwich levels uh, as we were then, which is impossible, uh, <laughs> to be honest, with all of the earned media that we had at the time, mm-hmm. uh, we've been able to maintain those sales levels overall um, and continue to build from that. So uh, we were able to avoid the boom splat, um, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, by people just trying our food uh, for the for the first time. That's the most powerful uh, vehicle in brand building we have is is getting food in, in people's mouths for the first time. So like so what the chicken sandwich wars you're talking about? So like the you know the the big war in like twenty nineteen with Chick-fil-A and Wendy's for the best chicken sandwich, is that what really drove your sales? One hundred percent. and it was all driven by a very innocent, um, probably low level marketer or agency person uh, who responded to a Chick-fil-A tweet who yes. you know, they, yeah. they were getting a little bit clever yeah. um, that was so was funny uh, yeah. and they just replied y'all good and, uh, <laughs> that's fantastic yeah that that was amazing kind of thing so that's pretty hard to top like you said <laughs> but like your role yeah first of all it's hard it's really got to be spontaneous authentic genuine in order to get that kind of reaction um but like some of the research and advertising shows like what you're saying creating news creating you know that's what gets uh, advertising to be listening to so you in this role i i don't know if you actually create the creative or you know somebody works for you does or whatever how do you go about thinking about what's going to be the new new how you know like i know you have a new campaign you can talk about that new campaign but how do you come up with something that's going to break out of the clutter and get people to take uh-huh. pay attention. Yeah, I think I think you're you're bang on, um, and I, I think that it's there's two challenges associated with the, the fragmentation of media and you know things. You, when I started my career, marketing was relatively easy. Um, you you talked and they listened because they didn't have a choice, um, and and now it's 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 really tough uh, to break through. And um, you know the the temptation with all of the analytics that everyone's using is is to push you to more performance or bottom of the funnel uh, type uh, tactics, uh, which are and that's because it's measured in short term sales like conversion um, purchase, right? Yeah, and it's it's really easy to get caught up in that. But we have a responsibility as marketers to build the brand at the same time, and that's kind of the tension uh, that that you have, and often, and often what I have with uh, with senior leadership yeah. at RBI, um, because that's, you know, that's what's what's important. But uh, it only works if you're insulating yourself uh, long term, and you've got to make sure that you're maintaining that that storytelling, which is hard to do in a, a static post or a um, you know a, a six second pre roll. Um, 
And then you compound that with the fact that a lot of these platforms that are out there right now, um, the further, you know, the further down you go in age, um, the native behaviors uh, kind of force you to uh, do different things to get people's attention. Um, So putting, uh, you know, an ad that would be served up during um, a playoff game on, on television would not get a very positive reaction on TikTok. And so the challenge is how do you, how do you maintain a consistent narrative while still uh-huh. kind of stretching your brand in ways that are a little bit uncomfortable at, at times? And I'm the first to admit that I've gone to my teenagers multiple times for advice <laughs> on, uh, on things. And, and, you know, is this, is this cool? And I get very honest feedback there. Um, but, you know, to, to answer your early question, Popeyes has always been really good at creating spikes because it's a, it's a brand that people want to lean into culturally. Uh-huh. Um, and we consistently see that sometimes by accident, sometimes planned. Um, but what we really needed when I joined was this kind of always on uh, creative framework that would make your advertising interesting um, because we, we used to do a lot of food photography uh, and stuff that would just want, you'd want to lick your screen. It, it looks so good, but, yeah. <laughs> that... but, it was, but it was boring, right? It was, it was boring and it wasn't telling a story and, and you, yeah. you lost interest. Um, and so we, that's where we came up with, uh, you know, we don't make sense, we make chicken. Um, I think it's a brilliant creative framework that our, our new agency, McKinney, uh, came up with. Um, and it's, it, it's brilliant because it's grounded in, in the truth. Uh, you know, when I told you we have an untold story at, at Popeye's, the care that goes into our food and the, the time it takes to make it would astonish you. So mm-hmm. uh, start with it. The chicken's brought in fresh. Um, It's marinated at store level for at least 12 hours, which is not easy to do when you're production planning. Uh, It's hand battered and breaded, uh, tossed 20 times before it's it's put into uh, the the fryers that have this proprietary kind of cooking curve to make sure that it's crispy on the outside and and juicy on the inside. And so we explained to consumers in our research, this is how we do things. First of all, none of them believed that we did. Um, and when we did take them to a restaurant and show them that that's how we did it, it dramatically uh, changed their, the way they thought about the brand. And uh, I remember a consumer saying, like, the way you guys do fast food doesn't make any damn sense. Uh, <laughs> ha ha! Right. Now we see where Not the creative came from. <laughs> what um, you're doing is so nuts out crazy, but it works. <laughs> so that was, that was the brief to the agency, and they came back with, we don't make sense, we make chicken. So we're, we're kind of dramatizing things in our ads now, all the things that don't make sense for us to do. Um, service brand That's and, a great campaign. You know, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Our, our positioning is all about like we don't take any shortcuts, and I think that's different than than most QSRs. You know, there's not a lot of reheating uh, in our restaurants. We're we're cooking it just like you would at home, and I think that you know we've been telling people this for years, and no one's bothered to listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think what was missing was how do you, how do we communicate it in a way that's entertaining and that people actually yeah. to, right to hear interesting and. I also think we don't make sense. We make chicken. I think that's got a, a shot at um, getting into pop culture vernacular if we if we do it right. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you got to have some you, 
You know, I'm going to have to stop you here because we're running out of time, but uh, we'll have to have you on again and see if that's going to work and how you can get it into vernacular. That's a very cool idea. That's a TikTok idea for sure. You kind of want to make it a meme. Um, That would be cool. But we do have to run on. So thank you very much for being here with joining us with uh, today. And where can our listeners go to find out more about your campaign and your and Popeyes and where their closest restaurant is? Popeyes.com is uh, always the best bet. Simple answer. Well, thank you very much for being there. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. 